Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time again for Focus. Today, we're looking at something great that's happening in our community. We've got somebody who's right in the big middle of it, Nicole Payne. She's with the Tennessee Valley Healthcare System. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Now, tell us how you're involved with this acquisition of some property that's supposed to help get uh, people off the streets and into housing. Yeah. So I work with the Tennessee Valley Healthcare System here in Nashville, and I am a social worker in the HUD-VASH program. Which is? And the HUD-VASH is the Housing Urban Development, and it is basically a program that specifically will help veterans who are experiencing homelessness. It's income-based program to help them get into stable housing, um, and it's based on their income, so it helps them to as far as to afford it. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Um, and so we, with Glass and Berry, we'll have two social workers there. Um, with, I, with what? With Glass and Berry Woods, which is the, the property that we acquired. Okay, good. And so it'll be myself and another social worker, Amber Dillahay. And so we'll be there providing um, supportive services to veterans. Veterans going into this property will be veterans that have experienced maybe chronic homelessness, Mm -hmm. very um, lots of needs. And so we'll be there to help support them, help them maintain housing um, and provide supportive services to them. What kind of situations will you be able to help them with? Is it like... Is it counseling or what? Our, our plan is to provide um, support services on site, so clinical case management. Oh. We would be providing also su- support groups um, and also helping to connect them to resources to, to help them maintain their housing. Um, often different different barriers can come up. Um, I, I always say with homelessness, that's something that can happen to any of us. Um, People and, don't want to believe that. Yeah, exactly. I always say life is kind of like a between a lazy river or tsunami. And sometimes you can have those big obstacles that come into your on your way. Right. Yeah. And then and the next thing you know, you are you're experiencing homelessness. And so our program is really to help support them. So some things are maybe just helping them to up their credit score, like, you know, and saving budgeting, you know, maybe that has been a challenge or a barrier employment, helping them to connect to that. We also have um, peer specialists that will help with like employment. If we have any veterans that are wanting to get support with that Mm -hmm. Um, and also other resources in the community that just kind of help them maintain housing. What are some of the issues that the that veterans who have experienced homelessness are facing? And, And I guess I just would like you to go into a little bit more detail, like you say, budgeting and spending, because if they've been living on the street somewhere they probably haven't had enough money to create a budget and to start a savings account. So how how can you help them with that? You said it's income based. Yes. You know, for anyone that's experiencing homelessness, there's so many different obstacles that can come into play. Sometimes with veterans, the the main support is perhaps maybe it's like connecting with mental health resources, supporting them that way. Um, you know, sometimes they may have been um, maybe they have a legal history. Maybe they're just getting back into the community, learning how to navigate that and, you know, kind of starting from that and realizing even like, okay, how do I use a cell phone? Right. And yeah, yeah, because, you know, and sometimes some of the older veterans, that's a whole new and that and that's freedom once you kind of know how to use a phone and that technology. So just and even basic, um, I would say, even like life skills, like that's our hope with some of these groups, too, is even like, okay. 
you know, fixing your thermostat. So like it's to accommodate when there is extreme weather, right? Because then that'll be a larger bill. So kind of realizing how to to maintain that. Because if they haven't had practice doing that. Yeah, you don't you don't realize or even realizing that like, hey, my electric bill is going to come each month. This is how I pay it. Right. This is, you know, in most apartments, they may have to do like a cashier's check. So realizing, okay, where can I go get that? How can I do that? Navigating that transportation, trans transportation. So one part of our program with HUDVASH is it is independent housing. So we really work on support. Connecting them to resources. Ah. Yes. So we really work on connecting into resources, increasing that independence. So then, yes. you know, we're kind of there in the beginning to help support them and, and then help them get connected to those resources where they can maintain it long term. So we can hook you up to the people who can help you get transportation, help you know how to get transportation. And then you follow up and you do that. Right. Yeah. And exactly. You learn how to. It's like uh, kind of getting the. A teenager out of the house, it sounds like. Kind of <laughs> yeah. all the life skills, the daily living skills that people need. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, you know, again, if you have been experiencing homelessness, you know, sometimes there can be mental health needs that play a role in that. Maybe even sometimes, you know, substance use can also play a part. So making sure that they're supported kind of all over and getting that that new start. I heard need. someone else talking about that, and I... I'm thinking the name of the program was the key program or something, but I remember them talking about the fact that you can't just pop someone into housing and not give them uh, the support system that they need because otherwise they'll be right back out. They don't know how to maintain that and maintain that lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I um, So, you know, our program is based on housing first, so definitely helping them get in there. And you're you're right, just really making sure they have the support. Um, you know, I've I've worked with people sometimes that they don't realize that like, oh, wait, I have to pay the, the rent right on that day. I don't get an extra week and just, you know, providing that education and, yeah. and helping them to realize that. And, hey, I'm having a water leak. Who do I contact? How do I do that? How do I navigate that? And helping to provide them with that support and mm-hmm. encouragement of like, hey, this is who you call. This is kind of how you do it. Yeah, because if you've been sleeping in the park You don't know how to deal with a water leak in your house. Yeah. If you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie, and this is Focus, and we're talking with Nicole Payne with the Tennessee Valley Healthcare System about a program where we've acquired a mixed-use property. Mixed income. Mixed Mm -hmm. income property. Yeah. What does that mean? So that means that half of the units, 72 of the units, are for for veterans that will be Mm -hmm. income-based. So if they fall um, within the guidelines of with HUD for um, qualifying for income-based housing. So it's based on whatever their income is because, you know, often if they have a lower income, you know how expensive Nashville is, right? This will help them to be able to maintain housing, which then helps give them stability that can then help them, you know, as we were saying earlier, getting more independent. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that this is a housing first program. Mm -hmm. There are programs that will help people go through a substance abuse treatment program first or help them go through a residential uh, treatment program and then move them out into housing. Mm -hmm. But this is to get them in housing, first of all. Yes. And is that kind of a new movement? Is that kind of a new way of thinking? I I would say I would say not, because I, I feel like it's been around for a bit. I think really research has shown that. For someone to be able to work and 
get their entire life stable, right? They've got to have a, a, a place to stay, right? Yeah. If you want to, you talk about substance treatment, wanting to get into that, you know, I mean, and attending groups and things, you got to have a, a safe place to go and your own space to come to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I need to go to this uh, meeting here because it's close to my house. Yeah. Or you're filling out a job application. What is your uh, home address? Don't have one. Exactly. So it helps make everything else a little bit less difficult. Yeah, absolutely. So who all is involved in this? Uh, This took kind of a village to make all of this happen. Yeah. So obviously the Tennessee Valley healthcare system, um, there's also the um, community solutions, the Davidson County continuum of care, lots of people (laughs) coming into it. Why is everyone involved in this? Well, like how, what are they seeing? Like, this is the benefit. This is why we're going to put our money here. This is why we're going to put our efforts here. Yeah. So it's a built for, for zero community. Um, and there's, um, they're kind of nationwide Nashville. We're lucky that we're one of the places that have been picked for it. And so really it is showing again that, you know, housing first works. So if we can get, um, a, a veteran or, obviously that's who we focus on getting a veteran stable into housing then we can help connect them you know to those other resources creating that independence Mm -hmm. um, and helping I had a veteran the other day and he goes I just want to feel normal and you know and that was huge right because you know that definitely really touched me and and I and I kind of talked to him and we kind of talked about that normal is stable he wanted to feel stable and to have his own place where he could go home and just kind of, you know, relax and feel safe in his own place. And I would imagine that that would affect your self-esteem and your feeling of self-worth and your feeling of having hope about the future, depending on where you go home. If you go home to a home, and like you said, at the end of the day, I'm here, or I'm still looking for a place to rest my head overnight. I bet that helps them Overall, uh, emotionally, mentally, just to start just being, as you said, stable. Absolutely. And so, you know, kind of talking about different challenges they may face, like if you have that stability, you then have that, you know, like confidence in yourself, like, okay, I can do this. Look at this. I got my own place. This is going to build on this and then going, going forward. I understand that. Look how I remember that with my first apartment. Look how tidy I can keep this place. My mom and dad were like just slobs. They just had messy houses. And but I remember that. When I got my first place, I was like, look how tidy I am. I can pay my bills and mm-hmm. I'm working my little job. And it did empower me. It, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'll say one of my favorite things is like when we do house a veteran going over there, usually within the first couple of months, you know, that first visit, they're usually just still acquiring things. And but after those first couple of months, you can tell that they like, they're very excited. They're so proud of it. And I mean, you're right. It builds on from in other parts of our lives, for sure. I bet they want to take you on a tour. They do. <laughs> Here's the bedroom. Look, look, they look. Do. My friend gave me that and I, I got this and I know they do. Yeah. And it's, I had a, a gentleman the other day, look at my bathroom, you know, and all those things. I can't imagine, but often people who are experiencing homelessness, there's a moment where they think it will never end. Oh. Yeah. And so then when you're in that moment where like, okay, you've got this stable place and just the relief and, you know, it's like you've been fighting this battle and now you can relax, you know. Yeah. Look, I have a bathroom. I can go in there. I can take a shower. 
I can soak in the tub. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, all the things. So what did you say the built for? Built for zero. What does that mean? Um, so that is, since we're just, just starting with it. So basically it's an organization that has kind of started investing in, in from my understanding, with properties that they will um, buy these properties to help with people who are struggling as far as income-based. So helping them to come in. So they're the ones that have kind of um, come in and working with this glass and berry. So. Wow. So it's basically a group of people like we're going to use our power for good in this world. We're going to go buy these properties and do good with it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And again, we're very lucky here in Nashville that we have this opportunity support from from everyone. And I know us with the Tennessee Valley healthcare system, we've we've joined in there, too. So it's it's a great thing. Very exciting. Who who is kind of overseeing all of this? Is it very collaborative or is there like sort of an oversight like we're going to put the Tennessee Valley Healthcare System in in charge of this part and so and so in charge of this how how is all of that working i would say it's very collaborative um so i'm again one of the case managers that's on site mm-hmm. so and we have been communicating with the glassenberry um property we've also been um communicating with um you know metro homeless services and with the community continuum of care um and then we're all communicating together about like identifying cuz with this property, um, veterans that we are that are best suited for this are veterans who maybe have experienced uh, chronic homelessness. They're the highest risk, most need. Um, so we're really trying to put those veterans that really do have the highest need could really benefit from the support services in into the property. You seem like a very kind, compassionate person. I bet there have been a lot of people who have probably cried because they felt safe with you. Yes, that does happen. Because <laughs> I feel that way. It's like if if I had been struggling and I came into the presence of someone like you, I'd be like, oh. oh, that's very sweet. Thank you. Yeah, I I mean honestly, I I love my job and I'm I'm very thankful for yeah. it. And to to see again when you've seen someone at a point where they didn't know what they were going to do and had no hope and didn't know where to go yeah. and and really just work so hard to get into that place and then be so happy and that just that relief it is I think we all cry a little bit (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm like I'm crying right now is there any specific story that you might give as an example you don't not naming names of course but an an example of like how like how someone got to the point where they were experiencing homelessness because a lot of times we'll we'll be like well we support our veterans and then they're sleeping under the bridge and trying to take a shower in a lake or something. And we're not supporting them as much as we could. Are there, is there just one story at least that you might be able to kind of like, here's a picture of what that looks like. So we keep that in our minds instead of like uh, condemning people that we see out, like we'll get a job and crap Mm -hmm. like that, that that you've heard of. Give us a story. Give us a, an image to keep in our minds and in our hearts. Yeah, I, I can kind of tell you a, a general in, in with this is one thing I've learned in this job is that you never know what battle that person is facing or why they're there. I, I think sometimes, unfortunately, we can be like, oh, they must be homeless because of this one reason or this reason. Mm-hmm. Kind of how you said earlier, you know, people don't think it can happen to them, but it can. So I have seen, um, you know, perhaps 
maybe someone escaping a, a domestic violence situation. I can kind of use that as a general sense. And, you know, they scared, had to come to a new area. Um, they had maybe never really u- utilized military benefits. Um, we have that often, like veterans may not realize like, oh, you know, I never got, got any services after the military. Oh, and, wow. and then they're kind of, you know, in a difficult spot, right? And they're homeless and don't know where to, to turn to. And then they, you know, so I always encourage veterans, like we have a, a walk-in clinic at the VA that for anyone who is having any type of housing crisis, but I've seen them come in and, and be like, I didn't even know that this was an option for me, you know, and, and so helping them to realize, and then they get that support and f- from seeing them from that very first time when we first meet them, that they feel so lost and there is no hope to then when they get into that place and they get settled, like it is, it's just so, so heartwarming and to be able to see that. So, and, and I think realizing that often people do want that support and they want that place, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that that's kind of the biggest thing that's really hit me in this job is like, they are so appreciative and they all work so hard for it. Do you feel comfortable addressing the substance abuse uh, topic just a little bit? Cause I know I've, been with people in the car and they'll see somebody who is uh, holding a sign says need help and they'll say well that guy looks like he's just bombed he's just going to spend it on beer and and my thought process is if my life sucked as much as that guy's probably does then I might try some escapism too so I, I I can share this I have worked with several veterans that you know have a long history with different substance use right Mm -hmm. and you know i i think one thing that i i definitely kind of hear from them is that you know we don't we don't know about their history right there can be different reasons of that maybe you know different challenges and they happen to turn to substance and you yeah to cope and we unfortunately know that a lot of people do do that right um and so I often, we with the Tennessee, with our program, you know, when we do meet with people, that's one thing that we definitely try to assess and like getting them into that support. You know, I, I have seen people really have go through that cycle and realize like, hey, I need to make a change and this is something I want to do. And, you know, I've had veterans say that like my housing's so important. I don't want to do anything to lose it. Yeah. And they're like, my sobriety is important. And, you know, I've I've worked with veterans when they've called me and they're like, hey, this has been a hard day. I need to get the support. So I try to help to connect them to different support groups in the community. And, you know, and really it's it's not as easy as just stop talking about with substance use. I think we know that just I mean, you know, I think substance use affects all people. Right. We all know whether it's food or cigarettes or whatever. Absolutely. Or working too much. Yes. Yeah. We, we, we use things to escape and to try and make ourselves feel better. Yeah. And it takes a lot. Sometimes we have to hit a certain point to get that awareness of like, okay, this hasn't been working for me. Yeah. Maybe I need to turn to, I need to try something different. I often hear that from veterans. Be like, hey, this hasn't been working for me. I got to do something different. And, you know, we'll kind of sit and talk about like, okay, well, what? what does different look like? You know, what do you want to change? Mm-hmm. And just really processing with them and where they want to go. And give them some, maybe, and giving them different coping skills. Absolutely. That yeah. they just had not been taught. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I know me and also several of my coworkers, like we're clinical social workers. So really just helping them to kind of process that. Right. Mm-hmm. And and realizing it. Is there anything else? We're almost out of time. Uh, is there anything else that you feel is really important that we add about this project? Will you just summarize it again real quickly first? Yeah. So um, what it is, is at Glastonbury Woods, there's 72 units that are specific. Um, Built for Zero is is sponsoring that are going to specifically focus on helping veterans who are experiencing um, chronic homelessness. Um, The biggest thing I would say is any and once we get veterans into that place, providing them with supportive services to help them maintain that housing. um, The biggest thing I would say is that anyone who is interested is definitely come to the Tennessee Valley Healthcare System here, the, the VA in Nashville. Um, and come into the, our walk-in clinic and, and talk, and we can help see if anyone's experiencing to get them connected. Really? So just so come to the VA in Nashville, and you can walk in and go, I, I need some help. Mm-hmm. With the walk-in, walk-in clinic, that would be the biggest thing that I, I would say, because we do have a, um, you know, again, we've got this walk-in clinic for any veteran that's experiencing any type of housing crisis. Um, there obviously it is income based. Yes. Um, so remembering that and there are certain qualifications. Um, so that but would be no matter what, though, you probably could get them to some help and to some resources. I was about to say there there are resources out there. Um, you know, I I always tell my veterans, I was like, there are things out there. We may have to do some extra steps. It may not look exactly like we had envisioned, but let's let's try to get you connected to something. I like that. Is that kind of a motto in your life? Like, do you have kids or do you, you seem like you would be such a good teacher. Like, okay, here's what we have to do. We're going to get from here to there. We may have to take some extra steps. Do you have, are those like mottos in your life that you possibly live by? I think I do. So I don't have children, but I've been a social worker forever. And, you know, I just love, love supporting people. Um, I always say I'm in the business of, you know, trying to help grow hope for people. And, you know, um, so yeah, I just really trying to support them and connect them to things. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, You know, just thanks to everyone like in our community that's making this happen and to the property that's working with us and everything. And for all the because we, we do have different resources out there that help support veterans once they get into housing that can help them with like furniture and other things. So, you okay. know, all the people that help support us. So thankful for them. Where is this again? Um, at Glastonbury Woods. Glastonbury Woods. And how can we support it as individuals? What can we do to help? So I would say um, if anyone is wanting to help support to contact the Tennessee Valley Healthcare System. Okay. And they'll let us know what we can do and what they need. Yes. Thank you so much. Nicole Payne with the Tennessee Valley Healthcare System uh, talking about a fantastic project here in our own community. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie, and that's Focus.